Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number four, where Jeff talks with Dr. Bob Young and John Rivenberg from Bending Branch Winery. Hi, I'm Jeff Cope, and if this is your first time listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Today I'm at Bending Branch talking to the owner's Dr. Bob Young and John Rivenberg. Thanks for taking the time out of their busy schedules for the podcast. Hey, hello everybody. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you guys here. Thanks for coming. So most people have heard about this new piece of equipment that you have, and we actually we just saw it in action right now, and we're, at, we're in a room right now recording because it's just too loud. But we'll have uh, some video up, and we'll have some photos, and you guys can see what it looks like, what it sounds like. So basically, John, I guess you're the expert as far as this piece of equipment. So tell us what it's first called and what it does. Um, it's a thermo, thermo vinification unit, also known as flash detente. It is uh, basically a really big punch down tool. It's uh, designed for extracting uh, what we would call the good stuff, the holy grail of uh, wine making chemicals inside the berries. And. It does that through superheating and supercooling, and it's pretty pretty interesting. It's kind of like the Willy Wonka of winemaking machines. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So uh, in the process, grapes uh, are, are brought in. They're heated to 85 degrees Celsius, which is about 185 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, through uh, a series of tubes that are heated with uh, water. In, in that reaction, things are uh, obviously sterilized, so any mold or fungus or off things coming out of the vineyard that could cause uh, problems during fermentation are, are, are neutralized um, through sterilization. Past that, it goes into a vacuum chamber that uh, condenses and removes water through steam uh, and condensation. Uh, and then uh, post that, the product comes out uh, ready for multiple different uh, flow charts of protocols in the winemaking, whether it's whether that protocol is uh, pressing uh, straight to ferment uh, in the style of tank fermentation, uh, like you would ferment a white wine, because at that point you've already done all of your extracting, or you can uh, go to uh, back to bins and ferment on the skins and seeds, creating a maximum maximum tannin level uh, extraction or you can simply just go to tank and ferment and tank that's pretty much the uh, ins and outs of yeah. it well it's interesting seeing it in action because it definitely is a lot of big, very complicated machine it sounds like it is an extremely complicated machine and it's we've been uh, you know we're on like week nine week no I don't even know what day it is. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm knocking on the door of my first day off since July, so I'm wow. pretty excited about that. Um, I would say that, yeah, I mean, this machine's extremely complicated. Um, it's, uh, I made it sound very rudimentary when I talked through it just now, but there is uh, a lot of mechanical aptitude that come, that's needed to run the machine. There's lots of pneumatic valving, lots of uh, automated uh, pumps, um, huge amount of automation, huge amount of electro electrical equipment that operate it. It is, you know, quote unquote automatic. You know, I wouldn't say 100% automatic. Um, there are still some things that need to be done, cleaning, and occasionally something needs to be opened or closed. 
with uh, computer programming. It's it's been interesting. It's been an interesting travel with this one because this is the very first one like this built in the world that's completely automated and built as a self-contained package unit. So we've had a couple of, a couple of hurdles and a couple of mechanical a couple of mechanical issues that um, have come up that we've been able to to work past and working past those <laughs> sorry if you guys heard that that was my wife um, <laughs> giving me looks recording live recording live <laughs> the, the uh, yeah the joys of live podcasting um, anyway the um, so we've had some mechanical hurdles that we've had to overcome, and of course those come with any time that's the first of something being built. You know, you can test things uh, in theory only so much until you put them into practical application. You don't really know how they're going to uh, to operate. And um, we've had a couple of things, but I think we've gotten we've gotten past them. And the last one, the the last little hurdle um, we had, I think we got past, and we'll be running this week. Hopefully, uh, will be a couple of the last runs uh, on the Flash, with the exception of one that's coming in from out of state, from Virginia, that we're going to do at the end of October. But uh, all all signs point towards everything working really well. We've done a couple of couple of tests. What you guys saw down there were the the tail end of some some processing tests, and uh, so it looks like everything's going to fire and run run well. So I. I'm excited for the technology for the state because it really, once we get this thing dialed in, it really could uh, help transform. I still believe that it could really help transform uh, our winemaking in the state. It should be interesting. Yeah, you said automated, and I took a picture of you with your, was it an iPad? That uh, had like, where you control everything basically on the iPad itself. Right, right. I mean, there's still some things that have to be pushed from time to time, um, but it's... uh, I, I've never worked in an oil field or a, or like a reactor plant or anything, a refinery. But the people that I know that have been here that have, they say it's very similar to the processes that you see like in an oil refinery. Because hmm. um, it's it's all, it's pumps and pneumatic valves and, you know, it's all on an iPad screen. And a little, little interesting. I mean, I'm used to walking around with a thermometer and, uh, and usually, uh, you know, a hydrometer and a couple things like that in my pockets. And some pens and markers and stuff. And now I'm just kind of always walking around with this iPad in my hand, which is a little strange. <laughs> it's a little strange. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, I mean, the processes are automated, but there's always still a button that needs to be pushed somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it really is literally only one small variable in the whole winemaking scheme. I mean, really it is all you're doing. All punch-down tool for a thousand years has been... Uh, to punch down a macerate must for extraction. And all this machine is doing is macerating for extraction. Uh, it's just using heat and vacuum to do that. So it's kind of interesting. There's still a huge amount of winemaking that, that's involved. It's just a whole other new way to, to mash, if right. you will. So. Great. Appreciate it. Thanks. No problem. So appreciate it, John. Thank you for uh, helping explain what this machine actually does. So, Dr. Bob, can you explain a little bit more about the extraction process and how the actual machine is going to be used? Sure, sure. It's a, it's a very exciting technology. As you know, here at Benning Branch, we're constantly doing experimentation to figure out the very best ways to produce the best, best wine possible. Um, we uh, related our cryo-maceration research uh, back in May and do some great day, which is a good way to enhance extraction of color 
and tannins uh, from grapes and you know that's kind of the magic stuff anthocyanins color compounds um, and tannins and of course flavor to get out of the wine so uh, we ran across this uh, other new technology a year or two ago called flash detente and it's as John was saying it's just another way to get extraction out um, the interesting thing about this technology is that it virtually gets a hundred percent extraction from the skin of the color compounds and of the skin tannins. It does not affect grapeseed tannins. So you don't get more grapeseed tannins out. You just get the tannins from, from, the, uh, from the skins. So when this product comes out, it is loaded with flavor. It's intense and dark uh, in color and it is all ready to, to ferment. And it ferments fast because it, it comes out you know, at about 80, 80 or 85 degrees or, mm -hmm. or so, and so uh, the fermentations go faster um, than, than normal uh, fermentations would. This, kind of, this year is kind of our initial research uh, experimentation year, and we, we invited about four or five other uh, of our colleagues in the wine industry uh, to bring grapes over here, and we processed for several people, and we've probably done about seven or eight runs all together from different places uh, for other people. Uh, so far, uh, everybody uh, seems to be real happy with the results. One winery is, uh, I think, uh, is done bringing right right now the fourth fourth run. So uh, the results look really good. The other uh, another interesting thing about it from winemaking perspective is uh, methoxypyrazines are compounds that taste like green in wine, like asparagus or bell pepper or that sort of taste. And this process extracts those out into a separate thing called flash water. And you can taste it, and it, this water does not taste good. <laughs> yeah, you and although you could put it back into the, uh, into the uh, must at the end of the process, from my understanding, nobody ever does. <laughs> so that's another benefit of that is it, it gets those kind of off orders and uh, compounds out. Um, from tasting some from other people's work with this this machine, uh, you know, I've tasted petroleum products uh, in in, uh, in the flash water from vineyards that were close to uh, highways where the diesel trucks were coming by and things like that. So it's pretty cool. It's amazing that this technology is just getting to the United States. There are only four of the five of these machines in the United States. Four of them in California. First one in 2010. We have the first one in Texas. Um, as John mentioned, we have a, a potential client in Virginia that's going to be shipping wine to us here in Texas, or, or uh, grapes here in Texas for its process here because we're the closest, closest one to the, uh, to the East Coast. But this technology is about 17 or 18 years old. Hmm. Um, it started out as thermal vinification, and then they added the, uh, the vacuum component. And the combination of those two things, the heat weakens the grape cell uh, wall of, of the skins and then when it hits the flash and that change in pressure that John talked about you can literally um, you can literally uh, hear and in the in the flash unit the, the little glass unit between the the uh, heat, heating process and the and the uh, uh, vacuum process you can actually see these grapes exploding so the cell walls explode, the vacuoles explode, and all of this great stuff to make good wine comes out. Anything um, to make good Texas wine. Yeah. So we're we're extremely excited about about the process, and uh, we look forward, you know, to working with other 
wineries um, next year, and uh, hopefully all of us can make better wines. Well, you guys are definitely on the forefront of all the latest technologies and the latest grapes to try, and it's just bringing the Texas wine industry up to the front. So uh, we all appreciate that, including uh, all our listeners, I'm sure, and everybody else. Yeah, thank you very much. So uh, we're going to take it off here, and I want to thank Dr. Bob and John. Thank you for uh, chatting with us, and that'll do it for this episode. So until next time, cheers. Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash txwinelover. Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Thank you.